Welcome to the Unfuck Your Relationships podcast. I'm Michelle Panning, your host, intimacy alchemist, trigger queen, and founder of The Connected Woman, aka your new go-to bestie for all things love, sex, and relationships that won't blow total smoke up your ass. (laughs) I believe you deserve to have it all, to feel worthy, confident, and have a fulfilling as fuck love life. In this podcast, we're dropping the insecurity and doubt so that you can transform into the powerful, confident, and secure woman you know you're destined to be. So grab your favorite glass of wine and let's get to work because it's time to reclaim your self-worth, baby. Okay, so let's get into today's episode. I want to talk about how we get addicted to our own suffering. Now, hear me out. I read this book maybe a year ago called Existential Kink by Carolyn Elliott. It's one of my favorite books. I've read it a few times now and I recommend it to all of my clients because it is seriously fucking life-changing. But basically she speaks about this concept that is having is evidence of wanting. So oftentimes we are in relationships that we don't want to be in or we're in a job that we hate or... We have friendships that we don't really enjoy, whatever the circumstance is, right? I used to do this a lot when I was dating. I would say that I really, really, really wanted a boyfriend. I really wanted a boyfriend, but I would find every excuse with every man not to have a boyfriend, essentially. Or I would just keep attracting men who were not going to be my boyfriend, like not boyfriend material, not emotionally available, whatever, right? And I could blame that on men and say it's their fault and it's just the dating world and it's apps and it's all that. But is it though? But is it? Basically, what she's saying is having is evidence of wanting. So the mere fact that you have something showing up in your life, whether that's you keep arguing with your partner or you're in a job that you hate Or like me, you kept attracting emotionally unavailable men or whatever. It's because on some level, you want that. Now, you might be on the other end thinking, Michelle, shut the fuck up. There's no bloody way that I want to keep attracting emotionally unavailable men. I hate this, right? But we're always getting something. There is always, always, always a payoff for every situation, okay? So when I was attracting emotionally unavailable men or, you know, men who couldn't meet me on whatever level I thought they should meet me at, I got something from that. So what I mean is I got to play victim to my friends, I got to say like, oh, poor me, poor me. And I even notice this now in my relationship. Like sometimes if we have an argument, then I wanna go complain to my friends because I really wanna get their sympathy, their empathy. I want attention. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so let's use the example if you're in a job that you hate. So for me, I, as you guys know, I stripped for 11 years and for probably the past For the last four years of stripping, I'd say, I kept saying, I really, really, really want to get out of it. And May seemed to always be the month that I would say I was going to quit. I'd be like, in 
May, I will quit. And then May would roll around and I would hope that nobody would ask me if I was going to quit. And then I would just move the goalpost to next May. I kept saying, when I have enough money, then I will quit, right? In the meantime, I kept complaining about being touched without my consent and dealing with drunk people and having to be around drugs, like people doing drugs and all the things that happens at these bachelor parties and bucks parties. But the thing is, I loved, I loved it. (laughs) So one, I loved the drama of it, of always having the latest story to tell my friends about some shitty thing that happened to me on the weekend. I also loved the attention that I was getting from people. I loved the money. I actually loved that I got to party. I also loved that I got to act holier than thou, right? People were drinking and doing drugs and stuff, and I wasn't doing that. I wasn't drinking very much anyways. And I got to act holier than thou of like, oh, well, I don't do that, you know? So I would examine the things that are happening in your life and be like, where am I actually attracting this? On what level do I actually want this, right? Let's take the example of the emotionally unavailable men. Let's say you keep attracting those types of guys and you're here because you're listening and you want to figure out how to not attract those kinds of guys anymore. Fully hear you. I get it. It's an annoying cycle to be in. But stop for a second and be curious. What part of you actually really wants to attract emotionally unavailable men? So for me, I really got off on the fact that I would attract emotionally unavailable men for the reasons that I already spoke to you about, of like getting to complain and play victim and all of that. But I also got to stay in my comfort zone. I got to stay really, really, really safe, right? Because no one was actually forcing me to show up in a relationship. So again, I got to play that holier than thou of like, I'm the really emotionally open one here. What are you doing? What do you bring to the relationship? Oh, it's me. Like, I'm the good one and there's just no good men out there, right? And I got to stay in my comfort zone of not having to be vulnerable, not having to open up to anyone, not having to put myself out there or really open my heart and risk getting hurt because there was no possibility of these dudes committing to me, right? If someone were to turn around and say, I commit to you, would freak the fuck out. I even sometimes feel it in my relationship now. Like I can fall a lot more on the avoidance scale. And so, you know, sometimes his love for me and his commitment and devotion to me really scares the shit out of me. And that's something that I'm working on, right? We all have things that we have to work on. We're all human. And I'm not immune to this just because I teach it. But we get addicted to that suffering, right? Here's why when someone gives you an out, gives you a solution, we're often like, I don't want that. You know, have you ever gone to complain to someone, whether that be your partner or your friend or whoever, and they start offering you solutions and it just pisses you off because you don't want solutions, right? You wanna complain. You actually don't want to change. You want to stay exactly the same and have endless amounts of love and attention or safety or getting to stay in your comfort zone or whatever it is. So we get addicted to this pain, right? 
And then any threat to this, this cycle, we will sabotage it. Yeah. So that's what I'm talking about. If, for instance, you get addicted to the pain of being with men who won't commit to you or men who tell you that you're too much or you're not enough, right? Again, there's something that you're getting there. Actually, let's give you this example. Let's say that you attract men who put you down and tell you that you're too needy, you're too much, you're too sensitive, blah, 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 that whole story, which being too much is a core wound for a lot of people, which is something I go into in The Connected Woman in the first module. But if you attract those types of men, you might be like, what could I possibly be getting from that? Like, all he does is put me down. Okay, well, if you have a belief that you are too much and that you're too needy and you're too sensitive, then you know what you get from someone else telling you that? You get to be right. And oftentimes, being right is what we want more than being happy. So we will often get addicted to that righteousness and wanting to be right about ourselves and other people at all costs, right? We always want to confirm our beliefs because our beliefs create our reality. So we're looking for examples for where that's right. And I'm going to go into how that works in another episode because I really want to give you guys a deep dive into that. But let's say that that's your belief, right? And then you have a nice guy, quote unquote, which I'd love to do another full episode on the nice guy because there's so much juice to that. But let's say you attract a nice guy who doesn't think that you're too much. He thinks that your sensitivity and your vulnerability is beautiful and he really celebrates and acknowledges that part of you. Well, that's not gonna cut it for you because that doesn't allow you to suffer in the way that you like to suffer. (laughs) You know, he's not giving you your particular flavor of suffering that you are so damn addicted to. So what do you do? You sabotage it. So as much as your conscious mind is saying, I really want a nice guy who's generous and tells me that he loves me all the time, your unconscious mind is like, no, you fucking don't, right? Having is evidence of wanting. So look around all the places in your life where you say you are unhappy and get really fucking honest with yourself about why you actually secretly love it. Okay, which I know can be such a weird concept to think about because you're like, no, I genuinely hate this thing. Yeah, but if you didn't want it on some level, you wouldn't have it. Okay, I'm coming in hot to tell you something super, super exciting. I'm feeling a little bit fancy and I want to give you a chance to win a free spot in the next round of Connected Woman. You guys know this program is the fucking shit when it comes to taking you from feeling anxious about your love life to feeling actually confident, worthy, and secure. Not doing this overly dramatic neediness or completely shutting down your needs and your desires. No more people pleasing just for a teeny tiny little crumb of love and approval. It's just confidence standards all the way from here on out, okay? All you have to do is leave a review and then screenshot that and send an email to hello at michellepanning.com. That's it, okay? 
I'm super, super, super stoked to be giving away a spot to one of you, so don't be fucking lazy. Enter the damn giveaway, okay? All right, let's get back to the episode. Here's the thing, right? I hear from people and they say, I never get what I want. And I'm like, maybe not consciously, but our unconscious mind always gets what it wants. Is there any surprise as to why you may be attracting the same types of people over and over? Do you think it's a coincidence that no matter where you move, your problems follow you? Do you think it's a coincidence that you have the same arguments over and over and over and over again with your partner? You talk it out and then you bring up more random shit to talk about? No, I see it in my own relationship, like full transparency. I can be a little addicted to drama. (laughs) And if he's listening to this, he would laugh because he would tell you that that's true. So my job is to find healthy ways of meeting that. Here's what you don't want to do. You don't want to demonize the fact that you love it. Okay. These things have a hold over you when you're running them unconsciously. But when you bring it to the surface and you're conscious of it, it doesn't have as much of a hold over you, okay? You already fucking love it. You may as well admit it. (laughs) Honestly, that's what Carolyn Elliott speaks about a lot in her book is like, you might as well honestly just get off on it. So for instance, there's this quote, I have no idea who it's by, but they say fear is excitement without breath. This is why so much of what I do is to get you connected to your body so you can feel the different sensations in your body, okay? So you may feel the sensation of fear, but actually it's excitement if you were to just breathe into it. So oftentimes we're getting addicted to these sensations. Now, let me put it in a different way to you. Think about BDSM, right? If we're in the bedroom and my partner smacks me on the bum, it's hot, right? Well, at least for me it is. It's a turn on. It's like, oh yeah, right? Or if he calls me a dirty slut or whatever, hot. Now, if I'm in the street and a random person comes up to me, calls me a dirty slut and slaps me on the ass, I'm not gonna be too fucking happy, (laughs) right? Same sensations, different context. So the point is to start feeling these sensations and getting off on them or, you know, feeling into them in a consensual way, right? So for me, the feeling of drama is a feeling of intensity. It's a fire moving through me, right? I am quite naturally a fiery person. So for me, I want to go find experiences where I can feel those same sensations in a way that is healthy. So something that I'm wanting to go do is boxing because I want to feel these sensations of like, oh yeah, you know, people who get addicted to pain. This is why BDSM is so incredible, right? And I'm by no means an expert on BDSM. So like, I don't really have too much to add to that conversation, but 
it's like those same sensations of pain, but in a consensual way. So we actually get to live out our shadows versus repressing them and putting them away because this, when you repress your shadows, that's when they come out in leaky ass fucking ways, right? That's when it comes out as a passive aggressive remark because you're not giving a voice to this part of you. Okay. So think about what sensations do I feel, right? When I get angry, I feel energy and fire move through my arms and I love feeling energy because I've spent so much of my life numbing myself at every fucking turn. And so I love when I get to feel big sensations. So oftentimes I will start shit in my life for absolutely no reason so that I can feel those sensations. So how I can feel those sensations of energy moving through my body in a different way is through things like breath work, right? That has changed my life a lot. Music gives me a big emotional release, doing things like emotional release tools, which I teach in um, The Connected Woman and also in my course, Alchemy. You know, it's so much about connecting to the body and feeling these sensations. And then you can turn up the dial on them. So rather than, than making these sensations like the thing of the guy in the street slapping my bum of like, ooh, I don't like that and turning away from, it's like, wow, how can I make this more like the spanking of my bum in the bedroom? Like, how can I like this sensation? How can I actually get off on it? Because I keep fucking creating it in my life. I might as well enjoy it. So my point being, (laughs) just be honest, just be honest with yourself that maybe there's something that you're gaining from this, okay? From whatever the situation it is in your life, whether that's a job or being scarce with money, saying, I can't afford it, I don't have enough, there's never enough money, or saying, like, there's no, there's no good men out there, or, you know, arguing with your partner, whatever. Find the thing that you really are getting off on. <laughs> right? The thing with money. Oh my God, this is so beautiful. It's like, you don't, you don't have to be responsible, right? If you don't have a lot of money, you don't have to be responsible. So there's so many things and get really curious. Look for the things that aren't so obvious because it does really become a feedback loop. So it becomes a habit where you get addicted to these sensations. And so then you want to create those sensations and then those sensations happen in your body. And then you're like, ah, a part of you is like, oh my God, yes, I love this feeling. Even though your conscious mind might be like, I hate this so much. We're actually addicted because chemicals are being released in your brain that are like, yes, yes, yes. Doing a little fucking dance party in your brain, okay? So it's up to you to bring these things into the light, bring them out of the shadows, make them conscious, and actually get really honest with yourself about what this feedback loop is. So that's my PSA on how you are actually addicted to your suffering. I don't want to hear no lies that you actually don't want it. (laughs) Not consciously, but unconsciously you do. So thank you for listening, and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning into the Unfuck Your Relationships podcast. I hope that this episode has helped you regain your self-worth and reclaim your power. Remember, you deserve to feel safe and secure in your relationships. 
If you love what you learned, be sure to hit that follow button so you never miss a future episode and leave a review to help me reach more passionate women just like you who want to heal their relationship patterns so they can have real intimacy with men. Don't forget to take a screenshot, share it in your Instagram stories and tag me at Michelle Panning. See you back here in the next episode.